0: the Gospel according to John. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. Jesus found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip found Nathaniel, and said to him, We have found him, the, the one that Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote about. Jesus, son of Joseph of Nazareth. Nathanael said, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said, Come and see. You know, then later, when Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, Jesus said to those around him, Look, here is an Israelite in whom there is truly no deceit nathaniel said when did you get to know me jesus said i saw you under the fig tree before philip called you and nathaniel said rabbi you are the son of god you are the king of israel Jesus said, (laughs) Have you believed because I said I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And Jesus said, Really, I'm telling you, you will see. Heaven's opened and angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. we just got to see with Nathaniel, who had a, a mystical experience. And that was an experience of, of recognizing that this, this flesh and blood human being, Jesus, was also God, the, the universal Christ. In hindsight, he, he saw the presence of Christ on an ordinary day. When he was under the fig tree before before he met jesus when did god become real for you maybe you also have a a story of a mystical experience a, a story that you might not tell all that often because it remains a riddle even to you i have this story this experience you know, when I was I was in college, there was there was this this day. Maybe it was a, a couple of days. It could have been a week. I, it just seems timeless in my memory. But when it was like everything was just on fire, or a light, or there was there was a presence, a feeling of wholeness, a An ease in being joyful and loving. And even now, I'm struggling for words to describe this experience. Now, I wouldn't go and get any feelings of jealousy or anything like that. I mean, it may very well be that God gave me this experience because of my weakness. But the point is, these are natural experiences in a sense. James Finley puts it, puts it this way: He talks about awakening to the divinity of what just is. you hear that? The, the divinity of what just is just. The w- the w- this moment, just right now, as it is, maybe you in your pajamas watching the TV or or whatever. This it breaks through, this fire, this uh, feeling, this. What can we call it? But the presence of Christ. I mean, it may be that it's uh, that comes upon us when we see a sunrise or a, or a sunset or. You know, sometimes it gets me when I catch my kids out of the corner of my eye and I just have to stop and marvel at these creatures, these beloved children. Or maybe it's a perfect day at the ballpark or or out on the river, an awareness that catches you while you're doing the dishes or even while at the bedside of a suffering or dying loved one, whether you're in person or via phone or video. The divinity of what just is. A mystical experience. A, a feeling. A, an experience that, that God is real. And here. And fills everything so generously. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is that those very experiences themselves, I'm sure you will resonate with since you've had them, is having them awakens in us this wonder, this feeling of, well, this curiosity, this question, this even um, a bit of uh, torture even of why not all the time? I mean, there's been many times after that moment of those that day those days th- those glowing kind of holy days when i what what ha- what am i doing wrong why is this experience gone why is god seeming to hide from me now we become awakened through these experiences to our very the, the reality of our ignorance of the divinity of what just is. It's just glimpses that then become an invitation, an invitation to, well, here, James Finley also puts it this way, that we, most of the time, have this feeling of homelessness, even though we are unaware Unaware that we are actually in our very home. This these glimpses, this awakening that, that like Nathaniel had is an invitation to a a new life. A new life that is becomes a homecoming, but not a, a journey to a place that we are far away from, or that takes a great deal of struggle and effort to get to a homecoming to the home that we are already in, in the presence of God right now. You know, those glimpses for me, those mystical experiences absolutely invited me on a path where these kinds of awakenings seem to be fostered by walking outside, often with water, maybe pausing by a stream, walking to the river. It's the Bible sometimes, wordless prayer. That's what it was. That was the, the way. And all of this is not about a private experience of inner peace, some sort of achievement, but simply to live in reality, the reality of love, to, to feed us for a life, for the living of trust and faithfulness. What James Finley encourages is that we find, find your spiritual practice and practice it. Find your spiritual community and join it. Find your spiritual teachings and be faithful to them. He uses this open and inviting and generous language That might sound generic to you, but like Nathaniel and Philip, maybe we are ready to get more specific about St. Paul Lutheran Church in Clinton, Iowa, and more specifically about Jesus, son of Joseph of Nazareth. You know, that vision... That Jesus promised Nathanael. It certainly sounds glorious. Angels ascending and descending, heaven opened. It sounds glorious and triumphant. Of course, there's more than one bit of foolishness in this story. It's not just Nazareth. There's also the cross. This vision Jesus promises is none other than a vision of the cross, which is for John's Gospel, the very enthronement of Jesus as Christ. Cross, resurrection, ascension, one holy, indivisible moment of grace, of God, of the divinity, of what just is. Here is the cross, our way home. Look at the cross. I mean, this cross is an invitation for us to look again at our daily, ordinary life, not to try to flee from it or transcend it somehow. It's especially an invitation to look deeply at the very ignorance that James Finley talks about, at the distractions, our fears and addictions, the resistance within us to love, whatever that is, keeps us from the divinity of what just is. And there we discover it's a fear. A fear of the intimate presence of such deep love an avoidance of the vulnerability that such love invites from us. And with it, the loss of our illusions of Control and self-sufficiency and self-image. The cross. The way home is, is not fighting the ignorance, not seeking to rise above it or distance ourselves from it or prove to everyone, including ourselves, that that's not us. The way home is this vision of the cross, is looking at our own selves you know letting letting this feeling of homelessness letting it teach us about ourselves about the universal condition of creation let it teach us to be humble and to be grateful t- to to allow god's loving will to be done in our very bodies whether we suffer or whether we succeed take up the cross and follow come and see it's the same invitation you know one of one of the people who was important to my journey this home homecoming journey father frank he he said take up the cross and follow you know what the cross very often is our very own selves with our frailties and our ignorance of the divinity of what just is but as we carry ourselves as we carry others we realize that we are not just a burden They are not just a burden, but miraculously, generously, also the glorious presence of Christ in our midst. Thanks be to God.